bandwidth for the Geometry House is provided by our educational partners, Podbean, where making your own podcast is fast, it's easy, and it's free. This week's Geometry House features Sydney, Gina, Jess, and Lauren. They're going to be talking to you about the opening of Chapter 2, which is all about logic, reasoning, and that kind of thing. Ladies, the microphones are yours. Hey, everyone. This is Sydney. This is Gina. This is Jessica. And this is Lauren. Welcome to Chapter 2 in Geometry. First off, we're going to introduce you to inductive reasoning. This is the process of reasoning that a ruler statement is true because specific cases are true. You could use this to draw a conclusion based from a pattern. This is basically a conclusion made based off an experience that can be proven false. A conjecture is what you believe based that what you believe to be true based on inductive reasoning. Okay, to show that a conjecture is always true, you have to prove it. And to find out that it's false, you have to have only one example in which the conjecture is not true. This is called a counterexample. This can be a drawing, a statement, or a number. Okay, so to explain section 2.1 in chapter 2, well, chapter 2, lesson 1, uh, it's using inductive reasoning to make a conjecture. And this may seem pointless, but if you plan on being a biologist or possibly major in it, this is a lesson that will be crucial to your education. Inductive reasoning is used to identify patterns and more conjectures. A brief overview of a conjecture is a statement believed to be true based on inductive reasoning. We also use inductive reasoning to create counterexamples to prove conjectures wrong. Basically, conjectures are arguments with lots of backup support and examples. For example, we use inductive reasoning to find the next item in the pattern, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The next day would be Sunday because the pattern is alternating days of the week. You use your reasoning to make the statement true. To make a conjecture, multiple examples will support the conjecture even better than just one. Than just one. Your answer will become more accurate. For example, the product of an even number, an odd number, is it's even. Support would be 2 times 3 equals 6, 2 times 5 equals 10, and 4 times 3 is 12. The product of two even numbers is, the answer is even. 2 times 2 equals 4, and 2 times 4 equals 8. 8 times 8 equals 64. These examples go to show much support that verifies your conjecture. Some conjectures may be true, but some may be false. When conjectures are false, you need to back it up with support. That support is called a counterexample. A counterexample would be a statement, a drawing, or a number. For example, a counterexample for this problem, for any three points in a plane, there are three different lines that contain two of the points. This would be false. And for your counterexample, you could show a line with three points that are collinear. To apply the inductive reasoning and conjectures to biology, we have this example. To learn about the migration behavior of California gray whales, biologists observed whales along two routes. For seven days, they counted the numbers of whales seen along each route, make a conjecture based on the data. The conjecture is more whales were seen along the shore route each day. The data supports the conjecture that most California gray whales migrate along the shoreline. 
As the average for the direct route, there is only one whale seen each day, whereas on the shore route there were seven whales seen each day. Therefore, the shore route was had more whales seen than the direct route. A quick overview on inductive reasoning. You should look for a pattern, make a conjecture, prove the conjecture, or find a counterexample. Also, for extra help, refer to page S6 in the back of your book under Lesson 2-1. Jess, I bet I could figure out what your birthday is. Really? Yeah, really. This is what you do. What is the month of your birthday? Okay, I have it written down. It's, oh, wait, I shouldn't tell you that. Never mind. Okay, I have it written down. Okay, multiply that by 5. Okay. Now add 6 to that. Multiply all of those numbers by 4. Okay. Then add 9 to that. Do you have it? Hold on a second. Okay. All right, I got it. Now multiply that by 5. Okay, Jess, now add to the total the day you were born. And when you have that, subtract 167. And then tell me what answer you get. Is your birthday 9 slash 13? Yeah, it's September 19th, or September 13th. Very good. It works. Okay, it's Lauren. I'm leaving now, but guys, have fun with learning about Lesson 2-2. Bye. Bye, Lauren. Okay, is everybody keeping up? Because we're moving on to 2.2. We're going to learn about conditional statements. So, a conditional statement is basically a statement that can be written in an if-then form. For example, you could say, if P, then Q. If would be the hypothesis part, and then would be the conclusion part. So, as I already said, the hypothesis is the part P of the conditional statement. It follows the word if. The conclusion is the part Q of a conditional statement. It follows the word then. Here, guys, there's an example to this uh, conditional statement. If the sun is in the sky, then it is day. If the sun is in the sky is the hypothesis, then it is day is the conclusion. That was really good, Sydney. Thank you. All right, so now you know that a conditional statement has a truth value. It can be either true or false. It's only false when the hypothesis is true and the conclusion is false. You can consider this. If I get paid, I will take you to the movie. And if you don't get paid, you haven't broken your promise, so the statement still is true. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? All right, let's move on to the negation of a statement. The negation of a statement is P is not P. It's written as a squiggly line and then P. It's the, you could say M is the midpoint of AB, and the negation would be M is not the midpoint of AB. These negations are used to write related conditional statements. 
Okay, it's Sydney. I'm reviewing Chapter 2, Lesson 2. We learned about conditional statements. If P, then Q. That P is the hypothesis and Q is the conclusion. Like an example is, if it is divisible by 10, then it ends in 0. If it is divisible by 10 is the hypothesis, then it ends in 0 as a conclusion. A negation is a not version of a statement. Like, if it isn't divisible by 10, then it doesn't end in 0. A converse is Q to P. So it would be like, if it ends in 0, then it is divisible by 10. An inverse is the opposite. If it doesn't end, or if it isn't divisible by 10, then it doesn't end in 0. The truth values of a statement and its contrapositive are the same. Conditional statements. To, do, to make a conditional statement, draw an outer circle of what the whole group is equal to, and then draw an inner, inner circle of what one thing is that has to do with the bigger circle. The contrapositive is a statement formed by both exchanging and negating the hypothesis and conclusion. Um, it is the opposite of the inverse. If or if it isn't, if it doesn't end in zero, then it isn't divisible by ten. Okay, now moving on to logically equivalent statements. These are related conditional statements that have the same truth value. A conditional and its contrapositive are logically equivalent, and so are the converse and inverse. So what that means is basically the conditional and contrapositive are o have always the same truth value. For instance, if angle M, if, if measure if the measure of angle A equals 95 degrees, then angle A is obtuse. And it's contrapositive. If angle A is not obtuse, then the measure of angle A does not equal 95 degrees. The truth value for both of these are true. Now for the converse and inverse, these are logically equivalent statements together. For example, if angle A is obtuse, then the measure of angle A is 95 degrees. If measure of angle A does not equal 95 degrees, then angle A is not obtuse. These are the truth value for both of these are both false. Therefore, they would be logically equivalent statements. Okay, everybody, just in case you need some more reviewing, check out this cool website that includes some games and trivia. It's called www.funtrivia.com slash quizzes slash SCI underscore tech slash math slash geometry dot HTML. Okay, guys, some other fun websites to learn geometry and not in the boring old notes way are www.gamequarium, G-A-M-E-Q-U-A-R-I-U-M dot com slash geometry dot html. Another one is www.geometrygames.org. And the last one I have for you guys is www.aplusmath.com slash cgi dash bin slash games slash Geomatho, G-E-O-M-A-T-H-L.
And if you guys still need help, you can also refer to the back of your math book. And there's extra practice, a skills bank, and a glossary. And I'm also sure that if you still need help, you can go to Mr. O and ask him for help <laughs> if you need help with your with studying or maybe he could possibly help you with answers that you need or questions that you need answered. The online textbook also has fun games and it has videos to help you to help you uh, learn more about math. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. See ya. Okay, should I Alright, well we're not done yet, so well, you guys have just got your BAs today, and if you didn't do so well, just remember that you still have the Chapter 2 BA coming up, and to study for that. Hey all you Viking fans, some upcoming events for our school I have with me are, today was the Maid casting call. How cool is it that Maid is coming to our school? Hopefully someone from our school will get picked. Today I tried out, and I thought it was a great experience just to practice an interview. So even if I don't make it, then it'll be fun. But I'm really excited if I do make it. Uh, I wanted to be made into a BMX rider, so hopefully uh, I get to experience that, and then maybe you guys will all see me on TV. Um, Oh, that's really cool, Sydney. I'm glad you tried it out. I hope you make it. All Viking fans, tonight's the big football game against Livonia Stevenson. Hopefully we win. Last night was the JV game against Stevenson. We lost by, uh, it was 26 to 14. It was a bad loss, but hopefully we'll do better next time. Go Central. All right, everyone, on October 10th, where the girls' volleyball team is going to Northern, so hopefully you guys can all come out and help cheer us on. And uh, freshman JV and varsity will all be playing, so come out and support our team. Hey, all you Central fans. <laughs> what the Western game is in two weeks, and it's our last home last game for the season. Everyone needs to come out and support our team. This is a huge game. We need to have a big maze craze. The Western game is going to be so fun. We're going to beat them. So hopefully you guys can all support our team. And hopefully we come out with a win. All right. Well, I guess we're all done here. I hope everyone enjoyed our podcast. And good luck on all of your future tests and quizzes. Bye. <laughs> well, thanks again for taking the time to download and listen to this episode of the Geometry House. Once again, we'd like to thank our partners at Podbean for the bandwidth and server space. If you have any questions for the show, feel free to send an email to geotreehouse at yahoo.com. There's a link on the website. That's gtreehouse.podbean.com. You can link back to our email there. We'd love to hear from anyone that's listening with any ideas, suggestions, or just let the students know that you enjoy what they're doing. Thanks. We'll see you next time out.